In the American justice system, crimes committed by companies should be seen as especially heinous. The dedicated podcasters that investigate these claims are part of an elite task force called Small Claims Court. These are their stories. Welcome back, everybody, uh, to another bonus episode here on White Collars, Red Hands. Uh, after season four, uh, waiting for season five coming up soon. And we, we've talked a lot uh, on this podcast about pharmaceuticals, especially recently. We talked about Martin Shkreli, Pharma Bro. That was our first uh, episode of this season. Um, we've talked uh, about Theranos, which, you know, not pharmaceuticals, but uh, in the same vein. Uh, and then we've also talked about, oh my God, who do we talk? Oh, we talked about the Cutter incident all the way back when, when we talked about uh, vaccines. And I thought that we could uh, keep with that theme because we're also going to be talking about a really big one in season five. So for this small claims court, we inherently trust doctors. They know more than we do on a vast range of subjects relating to the human body. But I feel as if we stop seeing them as people just like us because of this. We probably are forced to elevate them this way because you think I'm going to let a random person get all up in my back door just because they say it's for my health? Maybe, depending on the situation, but normally, no. Doctors are people, though, and they can be the subjects of greed. And the pharmaceutical company Novartis not only knew this, but exploited it. So Novartis is a Swiss pharmaceutical company, uh, but they don't remain super neutral throughout this. Uh, They are based in, oh my God, Basel, Switzerland, born in 1996 from a merger of two larger corporations' pharmaceutical divisions and has since grown to be one of the largest in the world. Uh, They're Drug highlights include the first atypical antipsychotic in clozapine, a Voltaren, a pain reliever, an NSAID pain reliever, uh, and the epilepsy medicine Tegretol, among countless others. Between 2002 and 2011, however, Novartis did some uh, no good and naughty bad stuff. Uh, obviously, since they're the topic of today's episode, we usually don't uh, get to a company and be like, these guys are great. Uh, so they did some bad stuff. Uh, during this time, they did two notable naughty things. Uh, they illegally used three foundations to subsidize the high cost of some of their drugs. And they also gave kickbacks to doctors who prescribed Novartis's drugs more often than other doctors. Uh, now let's get down on the first one. Uh, Novartis funded three foundations who subsidized Medicare co-pays for patients who can't afford their medicines. And that seems charitable, right? Well, think again. Uh, one of these foundations, Novartis, was the only donation sponsor of. They're the only one giving money to them. And Novartis had them narrow the help they offered. Uh, they were giving out um, assistance to people who had renal cell carcinoma, and they were giving out assistance for all of these drugs, but Novartis had them narrow it down uh, to just one drug named Affinitor, which they just so happened to make. Uh, they also did the same thing for a multiple sclerosis medicine, Gilenia, I believe, uh, when they realized a lot of the patients taking the drug would be available for Medicare the following year. So they were like, well, let's set them up uh, and uh, we know they're going to go into Medicare. And so we'll subsidize their copays so that they don't have to switch to another drug. 
they used uh, this to charge higher prices for their drugs, uh, which in turn would get the American government to pay Novartis more. And the patients would hardly know since Novartis was fronting the co-pays. Um, Andrew E. Lelling, the uh, attorney for the District of Massachusetts, had this to say in the uh, report released by the Department of Justice. According to uh, the allegations in today's settlement, Novartis coordinated with three copay foundations to funnel money through the foundations to patients taking Novartis's own drugs. As a result, the Novartis conduct was not charitable, but rather functioned as a kickback scheme that undermined the structure of the Medicare program and illegally subsidized the high cost of Novartis's drugs at the expense of American taxpayers. Uh, now, the second and even naughtier thing that Novartis did was provide bribes and kickbacks to doctors for prescribing their medications. Um, they would hold quote unquote speaking events and invite doctors to give a lecture on one of Novartis's medications. It just so happens that the doctors invited prescribe Novartis's medications at a higher rate than other doctors. And then they would pay them uh, honoraria, which is a, a super pretentious term uh, <laughs> for getting paid to speak, uh, and other fees associated with, once again, quote unquote, speaking at these events. Now, that would be okay. I guess, if they actually were giving a lecture at some sort of conference. Uh, however, these events were usually just lavish dinners where the doctors rubbed elbows and enjoyed fancy cuisine. Uh, one of the places that they had uh, a dinner was Peter Luger's Steakhouse, which definitely sounds like a TV action star from the 1970s. So, I don't know. I guess it's fancy. The article named it by name, so it's got to be somewhere nice. Uh, I'm too poor to eat there, so I don't know. And uh, at these dinners, obviously, the drugs were never even discussed. They're not giving a lecture on it. They're just sitting down and eating a, a goddamn steak. Uh, other times, the events didn't even happen. Uh, the doctors would just take a payment from them for speaking at an event that never occurred. And then Novartis would come to these doctors and pressure them to keep writing prescriptions at the same rate that they were already or to increase the rate at which they did this. And if they didn't or declined to, um, Novartis would stop inviting them to the speaking events. They spent hundreds of millions of dollars on uh, honoraria and speaking events for doctors uh, between 2002 and 2011. In July of 2020, the Department of Justice announced a settlement in a lawsuit brought against Novartis under the False Claims Act, also known as the Lincoln Law, uh, where it's the main tool that the U.S. government uses, like the main litigation tool. It covers uh, defrauding the American government. They were like, hey, too many people are trying to rip off uh, us, the American government. We better create our own law to protect ourselves. And they did this under the whistleblower provision. Uh, the, whistleblower, the whistleblower provision of the False Claims Act allows just any random Joe Schmo to file litigation under the United States government, like under the name of the United States government, and it entitles them to a part of whatever money they get back. So Oswald Bellata, a former sales representative for Novartis, is the one who actually filed the litigation under the... Uh, under the name of the U.S. government. So he's entitled to 15 to 30% of the following settlement. Uh, 
because Novartis agreed to pay $51.2 million just to resolve the issues regarding the foundations used to pay co-pays and agreed to pay back a whopping $591.5 million to settle the use of kickbacks and bribes to doctors. So just to put that in perspective, um, Oswald Balada if he got the highest amount of the percentage of the money that the United States got back from this litigation, uh, out of a total of $678 million that was paid as a result of this lawsuit, he would have $203.4 million, which is more than the lottery. So um, if you are working at some sort of corporation that is defrauding the United States government, I would go ahead and say you should blow that whistle because you are going to make it. All right. Uh, You're going to take down an evil corporate entity and you're also going to reap in the benefits while doing so. Um, And I wanted to point out that this is similar to what happened with Purdue Pharmaceuticals. If you know about that story, uh, which you probably do at some point, uh, they caused the opioid crisis that's now going on in America, basically, um, because they uh, bribed doctors into overprescribing OxyContin in the early 2000s, which got a lot, and I mean a lot of people, hooked on opioids and addicted to them. And they knew that this was a possibility, and they still bribed doctors to overprescribe it to make more money. Uh, so, Lawsuits like this uh, help to ensure that the focus point of prescriptions given by doctors is your health and not the pocketbooks of Big Pharma, which are already big enough. So uh, that's it for today's small claims court. Uh, They're always 15 minutes or less. They've been hitting around 10 recently, which is great. I just thought I'd drop by uh, and talk a little bit about that and get that out in the open so you also have some context for our episode that's coming up in season five in a small little uh, bite-sized, little bite-sized bit. Um, So thank you for listening uh, and enjoying this little bonus episode uh, that I put out in the break. If you have been liking what you're hearing with White Collars Red Hands, um, it would be great if you could support us by uh, giving us a rating on iTunes Um, We're sitting at 3.3 stars right now. We'd love to see that get higher. So go on, leave a rating if you like what we do and you want to support us for free. Uh, If you don't want to support us for free, you can uh, go to our website or use the link in the show description to get to our merch page, Uh, buy some shirts, buy a uh, sweatshirt, buy a mug, you know, buy a laptop case, whatever you want. We get a kickback of those profits and it helps support us. And maybe one day we can achieve our goal of doing this full time. Um, fingers crossed. You can also support us for free again just by following our socials, facebook.com slash white collars, red hands, Twitter at white collars pod, Instagram at white collars underscore red hands Uh, you can also connect with us on there stay up to date on all the episodes when they release where they release and uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for our anniversary coming up in the end of october so all the uh, information will be posted there for that as well you can send us suggestions. We already have all of our episodes lined up for season five, but this is prime time to start uh, suggesting things for season six. And you can send those over to white collars, red hands at gmail.com. 
um, and we respond. We've had more and more people reaching out to us through there, through our website. We love talking to you guys, so go ahead and uh, send it over. And speaking of our website, you can get there at, believe it or not, this is this is the URL, whitecollarsredhands.com. Uh, I know that one's going to be hard to remember. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, I'll see you next season season five of white collars red hands and court is adjourned